0: No,
1: Chicago pizza pie is the deep dish, deep dish from Chicago yeah. Yeah. Like and there was a, a restaurant in London we piece. grew up that yep. used to serve it so <laughs> no one's yeah. doing it now so
0: yeah interesting and, and
1: I think there's a restaurant opportunity
0: well you can order them from Luminati's okay. it's one of the best Chicago uh, deep dish pizza places a before. lot of
1: ravioli was the other one because whenever you get ravioli they only give you four ravioli oh yeah I oh my like, god why I, can't you I want have to open a, place. a lot of ravioli, of ravioli. Yeah. Like, 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 like fuck off like oh have 50 stop with the five you
2: can make a proper
1: But doesn't it stop you ordering? I would never order ravioli. Because you're like, oh, I'm going to get five fucking ravioli. And
2: everybody else is going to have a pizza. Yeah, it's not that hard
0: to make. But doesn't it make you think you're like, is this actually how many I should be eating? Do you know what I mean? You're like, have I just been wrong my whole life? (laughs) (laughs) It
1: doesn't. We're ready. We're doing it. Why am I doing this? Yeah. Yeah, I
2: was going to say, you haven't cleared your throat. (laughs)
1: Hello, and welcome to Business Without Bullshit. I am Andy Uri, and alongside me is my co-host, Pippa Sturt. Hi, Andy. And today we are joined by Mallory Khalifa. Mallory, how are you doing?
0: I'm great, how are you?
1: Not bad, not bad in these crazy days that we're living in. So what's keeping you busy at the moment, Mallory? What's the uh, main thing you do?
0: Main thing I do is I'm the managing director of Animated Storyboards UK. Um, We are an animation production company, and that keeps me on my toes Most days, sometimes weekends.
1: You should explain a bit more what they they do because it's fairly novel and, I guess, pretty fun in a way.
0: Yeah, it is. Um, So we specialize in animation for TV commercials. Majority of our clients are the large FMCGs who are doing wonderful things for the world and advertising agencies. Um, So what we do is we take the commercial concept. So pretty much every advert you see on TV goes through a phase where they test the idea. And that's every advert you see on TV. Majority of them. How come we have such shit adverts on TV if that's the case?
1: Yeah, I know. Actually, we're considered to have some of the best in the world. On, aren't we historically speaking? Some
0: of them, I would say, creatively, a lot of good creative comes out of London, but there are a lot of great creative comes out of Paris. To be fair, I haven't seen an advert for about five years. I oh, have no idea. And now, no one watches adverts anymore, right? Uh, but we wouldn't be in business if that was actually the truth. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so what 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 we do is we we bring commercial ideas to life through animation, and they're called animatics. A lot of uh, a lot of films do this as well, so it's a cost saving exercise that you know basically tells the client at the end of this campaign or when you run this TVC, it will yield more sales. So it's the idea that, that it's cheaper than
2: hiring actors to actually do the advert. So you test it with animation first.
0: So we test it with animation first. So the creative idea comes to us from like a script or a basic storyboard. And then we bring it to life through animation. So most commercials run 30, 15, 60 seconds. They set that with a focus group. And then based on that focus group, so we're talking any brands here. It could be like Dove Soap, Stellar Trois Beer. I mean, we, we, we literally do every brand you can think of. And then they'll test it with that demographic group. And then based on those results, they'll say, okay, this tested really well. I think you should go ahead and make this a, a commercial.
1: Your point's interesting because I'm not sure animation is cheaper I mean, depends what you're doing in the advert.
0: Yeah, I mean, it can be. It can be a really nice cost-saving, you know, medium to be producing content in, animation over, you know, because if you think about shooting, you've got, live, you know, people casting, talent fees. I guess it's
1: just a big difference from shooting in a room to shooting on the street and but adverts yeah. are usually quite grand in concept. Absolutely.
0: But saying that, there's a lot of ways where you can shoot on green screen or you can shoot on these new, um, you know, RX screens where they actually have the environment there and then the people are there. So it's almost effectively like a set that they create and then you're already a part of that environment. So there are lots of cost-effective solutions to shoot, but animation is you know, it's, it's our thing and uh, Uh, And you know, it it is. It can be quite cost effective.
1: To your almost your own point, is the advertising industry shrinking, and there's less opportunities for you?
0: You know, we thought that in 2015, and um, surprisingly. Uh, TV commercials are still very widely used and needed. And a lot of what um, you know, some agencies are doing that we've noticed is that they're taking a lot of TV content, adapting that to um, social media, and kind of repurposing it
1: for various mediums. Of course, wherever they go, they need engaging content, and adverts are the original engaging content. Does the animation ever get the thing that's released you? I mean, it must be blurring as technology moves along that it's sort of, you get to a point where it's like, well... That's good enough, isn't it? Yeah,
0: absolutely. I mean, a lot of our clients who, and it's mostly on the brand side, will see the content that we create and they're like, why don't we just run this? Yes, just do and that. And then the creative agencies are like, great, what do we needed for?
1: Oh, wait, the creative industry being the one that said, make me something that looks like this so I can decide whether to film it. Yeah. And then half their market disappears if you do the job too well.
0: Well, our clients are too... There's a two-pronged approach to our clients. So we we deal sometimes direct to brand, but the ad- advertising agencies, so I'm sure you've heard of companies like Saatchi & Saatchi, Leo Burnett. So they will also come to us and commission us to, to produce these um, commercials for them, yeah. What
2: kind of animation do you like doing the best? Are there things that you like, <gasps> great, I'm going to do this advert?
0: I, I like... Because okay so majority of the work that we do because it's for testing purposes there is kind of like a character set which mm. I don't know this I'm going to bore you guys here no, but no, it's, it's very different from what you guys do um, but they're they're very typical looking characters that that we use across a lot of our um, animation projects and like we the tailor them Yeah but we tailor them to the Soccer brief mom. Exactly that and uh, I do say football now by the way <laughs> okay. um, but yeah so they do ta- they they get tailored to the brief but they're not unique looking characters so anytime we create anything with a unique looking character like we worked on a project where we had to create like a monster or these really adorable children characters like they're just they're kind of more like Pixar you know character development level which you know my myself and my team enjoy working on the most
1: is it really difficult on the talent out there right now are you suffering on the the talent war for one of the that's Not really. No? I mean,
0: the industry is super competitive. So we we get you know I'm getting CVs every day in terms oh, of an, animation TV, directors, TV, TV. producers, animators. Yeah, and it I must mean, be so much fun
2: and there can't actually be that many jobs outside of the kind of thing you do.
0: There's actually a huge industry. I mean, most most films that you watch um, have some form of post-production in them, even the TV shows like Game of Thrones and, I mean, literally like every TV show well, you watch. Well, presumably Game of Thrones, they weren't actual dragons. Yeah, exactly that. Guessing. Exactly that. But even some of the environments that they're in, they're compositing yeah. these people in, you know, CG backgrounds in green screen locations and they're ha- they're having to make it look quite realistic. I mean, Actually, actually, again, anecdotal, but I would probably venture to say 90% of what you watch on TV has some form of animation, VFX, or post-production.
1: What do you feel about advertising then? You've been in the advertising industry for ages. Do you feel, because because I'm aware that TV advertising, similar to out-of-home advertising, which is posters and stuff, seems to be the only advertising that still affects my opinion, everything else it's like whether i need it or not but you can you can create with like cars you were talking about how you don't like mm-hmm. car adverts but that's creating this sort of aspiration of maybe i should have a faster better car mm-hmm. i mean you you're and you're in a sort of pool pool of it psychologically you know where would you feel we should you know it's okay we need advertising that's yeah, yeah.
0: I mean I have two answers to that and they're 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 very different. So personally how I feel about advertising is that a lot of concepts are truly the same. If you're if you're advertising a, a certain product within the same category, your messaging is quite similar. On the other side, it is hugely creative and there's lots of opportunities for people out there and big brands to kind of to make a big impression and some brands take advantage of that, others don't, but You know, by far, advertising is obviously needed.
1: Don't you feel the government, like, they, especially in America, but here as well, they seem, you know, they rarely use money. I mean, there are some campaigns, anti-smoking and stuff, but I feel the government should be a lot better, all governments, at using advertising to change our opinion. Nudge. nudge you know we have terrible problems with the health service it needs huge investment but we also need to change some of our behaviors we're fucking hypochondriac nutters all of us you know.
0: think the brits yeah. are hypochondriac well, oh it, yeah you know nothing but you can you get, deal with america yeah, yeah, I yeah. Mean.
1: but don't you think it's like america needs some america nudging. is
0: bad i mean especially with the um pharmaceutical oh my god um, pharmaceutical adverts in the u.s but there's no regulation around it
2: and then it's got can cause drowsiness. Absolutely.
0: <laughs> Do you know that they that were just, they were advertising OxyContin it, in the 90s, which is an opioid, which is one of the most highly addictive opioids in the world? It goes back as long as that. Yeah. My point behind the, the the pharmaceutical advertising is that no pharmaceutical company should have enough power or should be allowed to advertise a drug product that fundamentally a doctor should be prescribing you. The, and and that is America advertising. advertising. But in the UK and in Europe, there are much stronger restrictions behind it. You can advertise yeah. over-the-counter drugs, which we have lots of clients where we advertise over-the-counter drugs, but they're not like these narcotics. I also love the American thing of, ask your pharmacist for such and such today. Yeah. And it may might. cause diarrhea, headaches, yeah. and head explosions.
1: This is a terrible question to ask you of a company, but as a company in advertising, do you... Have ethics? Oh, no, that's the wrong way to ask. Do you have to make ethical well, calls? did you,
2: literally do you just ask? Do no, you yeah. have no, no, of course no. you have
1: ethics as individuals no, and have, as a business. Of but but if, if, yeah. if a farm, if, is, is there some stuff that you because you're an intermediary?
0: Exactly. I mean, we're not. So we're not a brand. We're not an advertising agency. We are a creative partner to the advertising agencies and the brand. So our responsibility is fundamentally to take those creative ideas and bring them to life, right? So have we said no? Not to my knowledge, not in the many, many years I've been with our company. But, you know, again, a lot of those adverts come out of the States. They don't necessarily come out of this region.
1: What about um, the difference between London and Chicago? So you started in Chicago and now you moved here. Do we approach it in a more sort of, you know, briefcase kind of... uh, well, every city in way. America
0: is also very different. So I'm I'm from Chicago, but I moved to New York and then from New York here. So Chicago between Chicago advertising and New York is actually quite different. Midwest versus East Coast and West Coast and then the South. So there there are kind of subcultures. Is East Coast much more pushy? Um wouldn't say pushy, but it's, you know, there's there's definitely a different way that messaging kind of goes through. And, and you have to also remember some adverts that are being produced out of the East Coast might get national, you know, coverage. So they might play throughout. So the tonality of those adverts will be quite unified, you know, for for everybody. But what was your question? So is there a difference between well, US I guess maybe and tell UK? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, absolutely. The, the adverts in America are very American. There's no other way to put it. I kind of like adverts in America because really? I love watching they them. They make me I'm crazy. Crazy. They are insane. Yeah. And uh, and in the UK, they're far more understated, I guess, as one would suspect. Um, and in America, they're quite in your face. You get a lot more people running through kind of cornfields, like hand in hand in the US. Yeah, absolutely. Especially in the pharma ones. <laughs> but no, absolutely. Um, and, and there's also, you know, they, they make a, a strong effort to kind of put in certain demographic groups, which is always good. But I feel like it, the way they do it in America is a bit different. Whereas here, it, I don't know, it just feels a bit more organic.
1: Yeah, well, you say that. I haven't seen an advert on the London Tube. It's started to become funny. Every single one is black people, and that's fine. Yeah. But it's it's like what it's, line
0: are you running on? Because because you know, oh, does that depend? Absolutely, depends. There's demographic groups on all the tube lines. Now, again, this we do more moving picture. We don't do billboard, but no. but, I mean, but that is a part of it. Yeah, but then you know
2: another another group of advertising businesses that I always find weird are banks. Like, why would you advertise a bank with Black horses, like... Because
1: <laughs> they've got <laughs> enough money to do so. I galloping
2: believe. through stuff. They also had a line at one point, which was a little less banky, a little more you. And every time I heard it, I thought it was going to end with a little less banky, a little more wanky.
1: <laughs> what would be the advice you'd give to someone expanding here now?
0: You know what? Hiring talent. Is, is an art form here, mm. to be honest. I think it's an art form anywhere, um, but especially when you're dealing with people who are not from the country and it's understanding idiosyncrasies oh within gosh. the culture that are very, very... I made so many mistakes when I first moved here with staffing and just, you know, even boiling down to how a CV is written because a CV versus a resume are, are very different. Is um,
1: that? That's not the same thing.
0: I mean, no, CVs and resumes are the same thing, but the way, well, first of all, we don't call them CVs in America, we yeah. call them resumes. What does a resume um, look like? Well, in America, it should be a one-pager. And and I and here maybe two, if you have like 20 years it of experience. It should be here too,
1: but we put up with these idiots. Do you
0: understand? Majority of the CVs I receive in this country are two, they're novels, like two Social to French. five, 10, pa- I'm like, what? Like, you are not this important. Get away from me. I should be able to oh, read a CV in like 30 seconds and understand understand like, you know, the basics of like who you are. Yeah. As, me the, a give candidate. me the big
1: points. You know? Exactly.
0: Show me what you've done. Show me the results of like what it is that you like tangible results of what it is that you've done, you know? So, so that for me, I think um, staffing was probably one of the hardest hurdles to get over. And now I have to say, I'm incredible at staffing.
1: What was it that was so difficult? Was it the sort of the, the British do that self-deprecation thing of kind of, are you any good at this? No, I'm not very good at this. And they actually mean, yes, I'm very good at this or.
0: To be honest, for at least for an American coming over. Over here, culturally we're very different people. We we're very different. So if you even though we speak the same language, you think that we're the same people. We're really we're not. Miles I mean, apart. Absolutely. And um and I think that there's there is that element of trying to understand like how a person there's also like, yeah, how a person um you know, conveys themselves to you. You know, are they a bullshitter? Are they are they just really well-spoken? Are they, do you, like, it's really hard to gauge that. Whereas, obviously, if you're American, you get what other Americans are, you know, putting forth to you. And so, yeah, so there's, there is that side of it. But I think now I, I get it because I've been here for almost 15 years.
1: So don't send a foreigner to do your hiring is actually the point you're making. It's brutal.
0: Yeah, but it's hard when you're a privately owned company and you're they a small company. They're always going to send somebody. But they
1: need to hire. Uh, they almost you almost need to just how oh, Christ, where would you find them the first person right. yeah, that you the can trust to
0: hire the others yeah.
1: yeah yeah who can sit with you in or the meetings or sit with
0: you so you can learn yeah, how to yeah. do it and I would also say um, learning the landscape of where to put your office or to have some form of presence um, you know obviously we're living in a, in a day now where we don't you know a lot of companies are going office-less like ourselves but you know that that is a big part of it especially de- um, depending on the industry that you're in I'm trying to think what else I mean just dealing with like the the, the, the admin of setting up a business as well, like the accounting and, you know, things like that. It's annoying. Contractual stuff. for Yeah, I mean, it's just like all the stuff that it takes to build a business, yeah. you know?
1: Well, also, you're starting from scratch. So I try and warn clients now. I'm like, look, all of these things individually aren't that difficult and we'll get them done. But you're going to have to, you're 10 of them you're never going to have heard of before. And they are all going to happen at the same time. And Absolutely. And it's overwhelming. You and, know? you
0: know, it's really, especially, again, we're talking US to England, Um Or the UK. Employment law is so different. Oh, yeah. In the US, you could literally be like, I've worked for this company for 20 years, you're fired, gone tomorrow, you have no protection, no legal rights. In this country, it is much more complicated. You've worked it. for
2: this company for over two years,
1: you have
0: all the rights All in the, the world. rights in the world, exactly. Which is fantastic. It has its upsides and downfalls, you know?
1: I personally, if I'm, I'm probably, I'm pretty, I would be pretty right-wing that I would say, what matters is if you're going to end the relationship, you get... A reasonable amount of money that, based on how long you've worked there, and in some country they do exactly this. You get one, one, every year. You get a month. So if you've been there twenty years, they'd have to give you twenty months. But it's just black and white, like you know. And that's probably generous as well. I probably should start capping out because really you want to say to someone you've been here twenty years. Here's a year. Here's a year's money. You got a year to find a job. Or work out what to do. Which with I your think life. is
0: fair. Then yeah. the system's
1: more efficient. I've been told entering meetings, like, no, 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 you can't tell them the truth, just play the game. Because employment law puts the employer in a position where you have to bullshit this game. When really want to say to this person, do something else with your life, you're really shit at this.
0: Um, yeah. I mean, you know, I've had a lot of conversations like this with staff where I've been like, you're clearly unhappy here. Like, yeah. you know, you don't seem like you're in a good place.
1: I mean, we, within that, do you find that? Um, what you go in early to talk to these people in that way because you're just trying to sort of like nudge them in a different direction or...
0: You know, I'd say the type of manager that I am is I'm a very transparent, no bullshit manager. Like, you know, at the end of the day, I, I give a lot of autonomy to my staff. I trust my staff until you give me a reason not to trust you. But also, like, if you're not happy in a position and you can clearly see that it's causing somebody a lot of stress and anguish, I truly believe everybody is replaceable, including myself. You know, everybody is replaceable. So it's like, why would you subject somebody to something that they don't like doing? Why you know, and and I'm always very keen on giving people wonderful recommendations. I will help people where I can. I will put people in touch with other people, um, because for me, it used to be a very daunting task to recruit the right person. But t- to be quite honest, to find good people is difficult. But when you find those good people who do fit and who do suit, it's worth it.
2: And now a quick word from our sponsor.
1: Clark got its start back in 1935, and while the world has changed a bit, it's more than just survived. From complying with the FCA and all things financy. they can also speak fluently in the language of legalese. Ori Clark was born and raised right here in the UK, and now for 20 years they've been helping others get set up and on their way. Dark doors always open and happy to provide straight talking financial and legal advice since 1935.
2: Big shout out to Sean Singh for a stellar jingle. You can find him at Sean Singh Music on Instagram. And at this point, let me quickly remind you to give us a nice review, please, on Apple Podcast or follow us on Spotify so you'll never miss an episode. Now, back to the chat.
1: Okay, so that brings us to our favorite part of the show. This is the business versus bullshit quick fire round. We're going to name lots of stuff and you've got to tell us whether you think it's business or bullshit. Are you clear? Yeah. 100%. You ready? DQ's music, please. Okay, let's go.
2: Diversity quotas. Diversity
0: quotas. Mm-hmm. Business or bullshit? That's mm. <laughs> <laughs> kind of bullshit, but necessary. A bishop.
1: bishop. Bishop. Uh Stand up meetings. Bullshit. bullshit. Yeah, what have you had? What have you oh, got out yeah. of it? Finally, oh, cool. Stand up
0: meeting. That is weird. Yeah. Sorry, bullshit. Caffeine. <laughs> I'm a tea drinker. Yay. Did so, you change when you've been here? I mean, I face. got acid reflux through high stress and coffee. Hang on, yeah. when we're talking tea, what? English breakfast oh.
1: agendas. Uh, agendas in what oh, regard? Oh, meeting agendas. Coming to a meeting with an agenda, not just a. Oh,
0: knowledge. with an agenda. I mean, yeah, business. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Hour-long meetings. Bullshit. Although, unless you're going through some really tough things, right? Like, if, as a business, if you need to talk through something.
1: Office dogs.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. I have, we had tons of office dogs in my office. Yeah. Okay. We're not, not
1: going to have any more, so no more office dogs. Yeah,
0: no more office dogs. Oh, sad. Carbon credits. I think that's bullshit.
1: Uh, swearing in meetings. What the fuck do you think about that, eh?
0: I would say it's not good. It's not good. I mean, it also depends you on can your say audience. Bullshit bullshit in this bullshit, it, yeah, something. I think it, it depends on Avoid your it. audience. Avoid it if you can. It's not professional, is it? So
2: no, no, do you? I'm definitely not professional
0: um, uh, pub lunches wait by the way yeah. one caveat to that Yeah. if it's an internal meeting versus a client meeting that's different
1: okay good always yeah. swearing client meetings yeah no <laughs> yeah
0: exactly <laughs> pub lunches oh yeah I do
1: yeah
0: what was the options business Business. Or or business. Or business. absolutely business.
1: yeah, yeah you're yeah. 100% 100% 100% yeah. um, B Corps you were of these
0: yeah business that's good yeah yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So this this is really the good. Tin. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's shit. No yeah. business yeah.
0: yeah. Non-disclosure agreements. Their business, they're business. They are a necessity. Right. I mean, they're there for a reason.
1: Yeah. Although
0: sometimes I feel like they're a little bullshit, but...
1: <laughs> it's correct. Uh, 212. Um, unlimited holidays with vacations. Oh.
0: Mm, I feel mixed about this.
1: Have you ever been in a company with it?
0: Uh, no. Um but what ends up happening, especially in America, is that they throw this unlimited holidays at you and they may not necessarily pay you for more than like 10 or 15 and then nobody ah. ends up taking
2: holidays. Oh, so you
0: can take more, but you don't get paid for it. Correct. Bastards. LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Oh yeah, business.
1: Yeah. Uh four more workloads.
0: Bullshit. Brexit. Bullshit. Uh Bitcoin. Hmm. I'm a bit of a mix with that. It's a little bit of bullshit, but it's, I don't know, some people made a lot of money, so (laughs) there's a little bit of business and a little bit of bullshit. NFTs. Bullshit.
1: Doesn't own any NFTs. Although I I
0: lost my best animator to an NFT company, so there's clearly some big business in it. I mean, look, there is is big business in it. I kind of feel the same. I, I just feel like it's a fad. Okay, so there you have
1: it. Uh, that was brilliant. Um, thank you very much. That's the end of the quick far round. You've got uh, 1,212 points. That puts you 77th uh, out of a million. <laughs> and uh, any, uh, any final words? 30-second um, pitch for the company or, you know?
0: Uh, before that... Uh... Am I actually ranked? Is that a real thing? No, Is that no. bullshit? <laughs> <laughs> You're in new no way ranked. I'm like, what are you saying right now? I just <laughs> added it up quickly. He makes it up every oh single God. time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's complete. I kind of love that. I was, I should have been like three you you, you were happy
1: with your points and then I said said 77 I like
0: the number seven so
2: there you go oh
0: I Uh, thought you were like I want to be first
1: (laughs) she did deep down I
0: would have been happy with like top five
1: top five you know out
0: of a million that's pretty good right well thank you for having me I mean I guess any final words about the business or about you know if anyone's interested in animation or uh, anything feel free to contact me my email address is mallory at asb3d.com um don't send me your CV, but if you want to learn anything else about the industry or you are actually quite good, then I am always looking for good talent. So, And if you're a client who is looking for great animation services, uh, we'd love to talk to you. So let us know.
1: So there we have it. That was this week's episode of Business Without Bullshit. And we'll be back for a PWB Extra on Thursday. Until then, it's ciao.